Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Matt Wilds from Flora. And we are... y'all welcome back welcome back to uh shay's solo tour on the guy next door <laughs> uh i don't know if you've noticed but over the last couple weeks it's been impossible to get the niglets in line to record with any of them so this week i have my solo show with mac yeah fresh man. from vacation i mean you see his face uh I, it's, you know, it, I, the hair I still the ain't growing back i see the color though i see the, the you, exactly you, you don't look like you was in the house no more uh-huh. I was I had I had to shave to get a to get a, a good all over tan, you know what I'm saying? I I see I see the logic and, you know, now you're darker than Mouse Jones. I've always been darker than Mouse Jones, but you know, we can't say that here. I Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guys <laughs> Next Door. <laughs> welcome to Guys Next Door. Uh Ooh. first and foremost, you know, as usual, we want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh truly it has been over two years now. Um, you guys are still here rocking with us, and we truly appreciate that. So for everybody who is at home listening or in your car listening or wherever you are, your side nigga, your side girl, whatever, make sure you subscribe, rate, comment. And if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave what? Five stars. And why is that, Che? Because... We are children here who need there we go. validation. Need it. I love it. I love it. I would I we just appreciate and love the validation. Also, make sure that you guys subscribe to our Patreon so that you don't keep rummaging through our refrigerators. You freeloaders. Yo, the pantry make sure you is empty. go. It's empty. The pantry is empty. I don't understand why you guys keep coming through rummaging through our stuff listen we give you guys two not one two really really good episodes really fucking how good. hard it is to get them to record twice a week i don't, you don't think you listen understand. you don't even understand you don't even understand two really good episodes for the price of none so the least you can do go to the patreon put a couple snaps on that petrol patreon.com slash guys next door pod and make sure you guys follow 
and uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Guys Next Door Pod. Join in the conversation. Make sure you use the hashtag Guys Next Door to have us join in the conversation as well as you know we like to joke on. Or you can add fun. us. I, I know you. Or you see can add us. Mouse. Yeah, you can see you see me and Mouse on there all the time. So you can just add us yeah. directly, and you'll get a response. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, for all of my people who are going through problems in their lives or you just want to kind of talk to us and, you know, tell us what's up. You guys can send a letter to us. Send it to the crib. If you like it read on air, send it to guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. It does not have to be a relationship letter, but if it is, in the everlasting words of our brother, Mouse Jones, send a picture of you and your significant other, YJ. Oh, I'm not saying that part. I'm not joining him on that one because he's been using because we uh, don't want to give analogies. We don't we don't want to give skinny advice to fat people. We don't want to give fat advice to skinny people. We want to give you advice for where you are in life. That's it. That's all it is. I, I would also I would also suggest is. please include your own fake name because oh, the yeah, way yeah. the way my eyeballs is set up, I'm reading what's exactly in front of me with the finger to the screen and everything i am reading what is in front of me so if you get caught up it is not my problem and don't let me read it because i'm doing it on purpose i will blast (laughs) you i'll do it lovely sing your name (laughs) gladly that's a fact fact. okay now that we got all of the affronteries out of the way uh so these solo tours that you've been doing, yes. uh, what I've been learning, it's it's more of um, it's more of a deep dive on each one of the guys, correct? Yes, uh, kind of giving the uh, fans a better understanding of how each of you are individually, which then makes mm-hmm. sense as to how we function as a unit terribly Oof. together. The terribly. toxicity it is. is abundant. And I love it. It is it is so luscious here, guys. You would love it in this house. Um, luscious. So you know, uh, when you when you brought that to me, I I, I started thinking and, and trying to game plan and trying to think of what what I I would want to speak about that would I guess give just more thought to who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about, or that I don't even get a chance to talk about too much. Mm-hmm. Or, so, or even something that I'm, I a lot of times I'm nervous to talk about. So we'll go here. Lessons learned. Oh, that's shit. that's probably going to be the name of this episode. So we are going to learn a lot about each other in this episode. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, I I want to I want to hear it all. Um, and you know what? I, I'll start it off with this question to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is one of your biggest mistakes in your career? Um, in my career, as far as a creative or just like in my adult life, because it's two different categories for me. I want them. I want them both. Okay. So um, my biggest mistake in my adult life ever was allowing my parents and my family and for society, uh, to bully me into going to college and I still mm. ended up becoming a dropout, but now I'm a dropout with uh, almost $25,000 in student loans. And that that's just in my name. The rest went in my dad's name. My, my freshman year of college cost us 50 grand. That mm. was just my freshman year. 
Jesus so that would Christ. be that one. What school did you go to again? And then, uh, University of Cincinnati for the fashion design program. So okay. and now ultimately that worked out because a lot of the stuff you've seen me use as far as like photography and how I am creatively and the design that you've seen me do, I more or less started out doing because of college. Mm, so it's like a catch 22. Sense. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I'm a very well-rounded creative because I started out as a fashion designer, but I also don't think me going to college was necessary. Mm. Uh, so I've never been to college. I've always wanted to go to college. College was always one of the things, honestly, not even just college school as a whole is mm -hmm. something that I've always wanted to go like enjoy uh, you know, I hear stories of like with all of my friends and mm -hmm. and all of that about uh, their high school experiences, parties that they've been to, college, how crazy it was, living by themselves, growing up. Yeah. Meanwhile, my first I had my first apartment in Baltimore in my name at 15, 16. So I was That's living. A, yo. I was living a whole different life than a lot of people. So uh, the question on my end, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes, mm -hmm. I think, I've, I, think uh, I am, I'll start it off with this. I am somebody who is very impulsive, uh, first <laughs> and foremost. I am somebody, I, I tend to, um, I tend to act very viscerally on my impulses. Is this the cancer in you? I feel like this is a cancer. Probably. Thing. Probably. I think it's a cancer. Uh, I don't, I, maybe I'm not sure, but I like, if I feel something, especially now being an adult, I know I, and it may be because when I was younger, I couldn't do it as much. You know, you got to mm -hmm. respect your parents. You can't certain things, but as an adult, I have always leaned on, Oh, this is how I feel. I'm jumping into it full fledged mm. head first. Don't care what the uh, the consequences or repercussions are. Gotcha. One of my biggest mistakes um, was turning down what I heard was an audition uh, for us. I'll, I'll keep the, the name of the show out. Okay. An audition for a very, 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 very big movie uh, that could have potentially made me like $20 million. Can, um, I'm debating if I want to have you say it and then we bleep it out or if you just text it to me. I can, I can bleep. I, you, we could uh, listen. Listen, Rel, you know, you know what to do. You know what to do. Um, if we bleep it out, yeah, can I, I put say. it on Patreon, like un unbleeped. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, we all could, right. We there can we put go. it on Patreon as unbleeped. All right. So what is it? What movie? It was. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Holy so, shit. So, so I, uh, and that's just one of the of the many many various uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck ups. <laughs> that Mac Wiles has, have, has made. And the reason, I think the, that was the one that, the reason why that one sticks out so much mm. is not because of the money. It was because 
I had to I had to really figure out well is what I'm doing worth it you know what I'm saying gotcha. at the time I said no because I was lined up to go on my first tour I was lined up to go on tour with Wiz Khalifa mm. amazing time my very first tour amazing time uh the the list was fucking stacked. Me, Wiz, Young Jeezy, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Rich Homie Quan, I Am Sue, Sage the Gemini. It was it was That's fucking madness. nuts. It was fucking nuts. The tour was ridiculous. Um, and I literally, I at the time, I completely turned down almost everything acting wise. Gotcha. to do music which again it, it the, all of that happened because of uh um just a feeling that i had from the end of 90210 okay so the end of 90210 happens and it happened in such a fucked up way in my head at the time that I really didn't fuck. I didn't fuck with the acting business, and I was already starting to do music, and it was already starting to look like it was going to do something. So I said, "You know what? I'm just going to stop acting because I I need if first and foremost I need to make sure that people in the music business understand that I'm serious about it. So I got to stop acting. Sure. And then secondly, uh, I I just don't trust it. I don't I don't trust it. I don't trust it fully. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, that was one of my my uh biggest fuck ups. So to ask you first, after your fuck up. No, no, no. Let's start during. During your fuck up or like at, like right after or like when you're in the midst of dropping out and everything, what were your what first off, what was the reason for dropping out? Um so me dropping out was kind of I was almost in my mind, and I say it this way because that's how I feel, I was kind of forced into dropping out. So mm. um, the way my... So the reason why I ended up at Cincinnati was because it's one of the only schools that offers... Um, not one of the only. There's a few that do it, but it it's a co-op program. So what a co-op is, is you know you do your first year, your freshman year, you get all your foundations out the way. And then starting sophomore year until you graduate you alternate um, semesters. So one semester you're in class, the next semester you're interning somewhere within your field. And you alternate, so by the time you graduate, you have experience. So it it almost puts you ahead of the game if you can stick it out. Problem being one, the fashion program was a five-year program. Jesus Christ. I already had classes that I needed. I had like two classes that I needed to retake because I just, one of them I failed and then another class, like the grade was just really low and I wanted to retake it. And then um, the final nail in the coffin, besides like expenses, like even when I moved off campus, um, I was it only cut my my uh, expenses for the year in half. So me living on campus was 50 grand for the year. Me moving <laughs> off campus was still twenty six thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. God yes. damn. And that's me living off in campus, Cincinnati bro. in in the fucking natty, bro. In the hood, in the in the sticks, like a crime capital. Yes, in Cincinnati. Goodness, gr- nigga, what do they got in Cincinnati? I, bro, and listen, no disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to anybody from Cincinnati. Y'all, listen, I've, listen, I've been I, to Cincinnati. I love, I love it's been Ohio. cool. I love it's been a natty. good vibe. That's what I'm saying. Me. It raised me. 
But goddamn. <laughs> Yo, they tax the out-of-state students so bad. So fucking bad. So um, at this point, I think I had just started my third year, I believe, mm. knowing that I was probably going to have to redo at least one more year uh, between the class that I failed. And I think I had to redo like, um, no, no, no. It was just the classes that I failed and like something else. So at this point, I had already interned in Houston. Uh, my first internship was in Houston where I was fired for being black. My um, second internship was I ended up not being able to afford to do anything. So I stayed in Cincinnati and just got like a, a job and just did whatever. And then my third internship I took to I took in New York. That was my first time living in New York. Mm. Um, moved out there by not by myself. I had other classmates who were there, but none of us lived in the same borough. So like I lived in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, this is at the same job. <laughs> this is at the same job. Okay. Like we all, three of my good, good friends, mind you, there was only like six black people in the entire fashion program. So um, four of us all went to New York at the same time. I lived in Jamaica, Queens. My boy, Brandon, um, he got his spot in Brooklyn. And then our homegirl, Simka, she got her spot in um, the Bronx. So, and we worked uh, in Midtown. We worked off of uh, Fifth and Madison. So the only Jesus times we saw Christ. each other was at work. Like we never linked up on the weekends because it was too fucking far for any of us to to do anything. Damn. So Damn. I remember um, in order for me to make to make that move or take that internship, I ended up putting the total cost on one of my credit cards because my FAFSA hadn't come in yet. Like my, my refund check hadn't come in yet. So I like I had to pay for the the spot that I was living at and all this stuff. I had to get the rental car, drive all the way over there, 10 hours, like everything, right? I'm hey, thinking, listen, I'm about to say, listen, I I, I remember I, I I don't remember much. Again, I never went to college, but the one thing I remember all of my college friends talking about was that motherfucking FAFSA. Listen, a that bitch. motherfucking uh -huh. FAFSA. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I, I put the total cost of it on my credit card. I mean, mind you, we were lucky enough to have a paid internship in New York. Do you understand how hard it is to find a paid fashion internship in New York City? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can believe it. Our job, we worked for a company. I'm going to say the company because I don't give a damn. We worked for Garen Inc., which basically makes baby clothes for Walmart. So if if you understand, it's not glamorous. It's it's not glamorous, but it, it's, you know, it teaches you about, paying. you learn about fabric. They was you learn about fabrics and they pay that, and they pay. That, that's all that mattered to me. They was paying. Right. So um, I'm thinking, you know, I'll be down bath like a month or two. And then, you know, my, my refund check will come in and I'm going to be straight. Month goes past. No check. Two months goes past. No check. And I'm just kind of like, all right, so what's going on here? So I finally reach out to my advisor. Right. This lady going to hit me back talking about like, oh, well, um, you, you never got a refund check because uh, technically in the system, it shows that you're not a student because you're, you're missing, um, we're missing paperwork on some of your previous classes. So your only options are to either A, retake those classes or B, I don't know what to tell you type shit. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, bitch. I'm all the way in New York. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, so not only did they, they lost paperwork from, to my academic career, meaning that I had to retake the classes. That means the, the, the internship that I'm currently sitting at does not count. 
So not only did I have classes that I had to retake, I would then have to redo two internships. So basically my five-year program turned into a seven-year degree in that, in that exact moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the time, my ex had just moved to Atlanta. I was already ah. flying back and forth, like like visiting him on weekends and stuff, because you know I had the bread too. Um, and at that point, like once they told me that, I said, I, I guess I'm not going back to Ohio. And I went straight from New York after the internship ended, went straight from New York down to Atlanta. And that was the last time that I not the last time I went to Ohio, but like that's basically how I ended up dropping out. Mm. Mm. Man. Uh golly. Yeah, and it, it was of no, like, I think had that ne- situation never came up, I probably would have been able to bully my way through the rest of my degree. Or just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheer Absolutely. willpower. But, like, having that and the financial issues and, you know, like, it's getting to the point where there were some classes where um, the, the, the shitty part about fashion in general is, like, everybody assumes that you come from money. So, like, I've hmm. had full-blown arguments with professors who, like, would make us... Uh, try and do buy unnecessary things for their class like I had one in my my CAD work class which is pattern making like uh, digital Mm. pattern making shorty gave us a homework assignment right design a pattern print it out on a silk scarf an $80 silk scarf why the fuck would I spend that much money on on a 10 point homework assignment and I ain't got no groceries at the house Nigga, no college student ain't got no bread like that. What are we talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. A lot of the kids in my program, a lot of the white kids in my program, oh, they came from money. You see, you see, you see what this, come on, Mm -hmm. come on, son. Remember, remember I started this story with saying there was only six black people in my year for that fashion program. Like within my, my class, there was only six of us. Damn. 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 I, listen, man, I, I always hear the good stories about college. It's 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 very it's not often that you hear the bad stories that come with college mm-hmm. as well. And that shit is tricky. Right. Them yep. motherfuckers so don't care. Like, they truly don't. And the way that they shrugged off the fact that, oh yeah, we lost some of your academic career, so you have to retake the classes. Bitch, what? You better find it or give me an A. <laughs> you better find it. So I, I bet I, you I if think, I said I, I lost the, the check, you wouldn't say nothing. Oh, two hundred percent. So I think that that is actually the perfect lead in to uh, for for 90210. The reason why, again, this is I don't want to say this is a fuck up, but this is something mm-hmm. that I, I it was uh, something else I had to learn from. Uh, uh, so when 90210 was ending. We were we were kind of we, we were uh, in flux. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if we were coming back for another season or not. We felt like I think everybody felt it. The energy was weird. Like Nick, you know, niggas yeah. know, right? Of course, you, you know when things are about to end. But it, but they kept on saying no. The the network, CBS and CW, kept on saying no. Listen, guys, uh, keep working as if we're gonna do another season. So the writers and the producers are writing, and they're like, listen, if this is the last season, let us know so we can end these characters off. We need to. We need to finish the show. Yeah. No, write it as if you're going to do another season. Okay. Wrote a whole whatever. We're literally shooting the episode. We're maybe like 
I think there's maybe 10 days to shoot each episode, nine, 10 days to shoot each episode. Mm-hmm. And we're like four days in and we get, a, I, I walk into the makeup trailer and I remember seeing uh, different actors like upset, like frustrated. Everybody's like, yo, did you see what did you see? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Did I see what? They're like, yo, go on Twitter. Now Twitter's brand new right now. Oh, we shit. go on Twitter and all of the fans are hitting us up talking about, oh my God, we're going to miss you guys. We're so sad. And they're sending us the link. Uh, miss me. I'm right here. Deadline. I'm right here. They're showing us the link in deadline saying, yo, 90210 decides to end after five years. <clears throat> and we're like, okay. Of course, you know, it shows end, things end. But yeah. we were like, so nobody was going to tell us? So first we get mad at the production. We get mad at like the producers and all of that. We're calling them. The producers are even saying, yo, we don't know anything. We didn't, like, you guys are telling, this is the first time that we're hearing this. We're calling the network right now. Network calls, starts reaching out to people. Oh, my God. I don't know who leaked that. That wasn't supposed to be out like that. We weren't, it wasn't supposed to happen like that. We're so sorry. But somehow it got to deadline. And it wasn't just a regular like, oh, we've heard through blah, blah, blah. It was like legitimate, uh, like a written sources say. legal. No, no, not even sources say. A legal written draft from the network saying the show is over. Like they posted the legal draft from the network. So y'all had to have known this. Like it's not like. For, for months. You had to have known this for months. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, the we had to refigure shit out. We had to rewrite shit. We had to, everybody scrambling. Everybody was pissed off at the way it ended. It, it just, it, it really left a really bad taste in my mouth about just the business. And, you know, that. prior to that, prior to that, you know, I, I almost lost my life because of 90210. And uh, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> um, is, this a, is, this a, is this a story time moment? Yeah. Yeah. Story time. <laughs> story time. Right. Ladies so and gentlemen, you know what you have to do uh, for all of you. Oh, go, go, please, oh, please. Go ahead. Okay. I'll do it. So if you guys aren't familiar with what story time is, see, when you become a Patreon member, you're privy to certain little insider stories that we don't necessarily want the public to know, but mm. we want our housemates to know. See, this is the benefits of having the keys to the neighborhood. So what you're going to hear now is you're going to hear a nice little like disconnect and we're going to come back. But if you subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon, you will be able to hear Mac's story about what happened. All right, Mac, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So story time. We're shooting 90210. Um, I think it's one of those, it's, it's one of the episodes that we we recreated Coachella. So, you know, they have this big, they rented out this big fucking empty lot somewhere in like Semi Valley. They got like the Ferris wheel, all of this shit that makes it look like Coachella. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think, you know, there's a there's a scene where, you know, there's a mud pit 
my sister falls into the mud pit and all of that. So they have to dig up the dirt out of the Um, wow. and again, that was cousin nine Oh two and Oh, that's, a, that's enough to, uh, leave a bad taste in your mouth. Um, if you're yeah. hearing my voice right now, it's because story time has come to an end and you just, uh, you missed something incredible. Yeah. Mac is a superhero. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a nigga who wanted to live. Uh, clearly. Yeah. Um, no, so again, with everything that was going on with 90210 and the, everything that's that I've been through with the show, for it to end like that, I took it personally, Michael uh, Jordan style. As you should. <laughs> so, um, I, I again, I, I I decided it was it was perfect timing to back out of music, uh, back out of acting, and just just do music. Now, again, the reason why I say this is a, a hard lesson to learn is because I, as you grow up, you, you, you learn no matter how big the fall, no matter how big the fuck up or the mistake, as long as you have breath in your body, you have an opportunity to change it. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to be better, to do better, to grow. Now, had I stayed in Los Angeles, maybe New York, a love story may have never came out. Right. Mm-hmm. But had I stayed in Los Angeles, my acting career probably would be in a different place. Oh, absolutely. Had I stayed in Los Angeles to work and focus on what I needed to focus on versus, uh, you know, just focusing on music, which again, I needed me personally is something that I've wanted to do my entire life. And I did it at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, who knows, who knows where, where we could have been, who knows what, what could have happened. So I think, I think with that, I think that was like the very beginning of like, just the, the constant understanding and learning of lessons for me. Like, I got very, I got, I was, I was at a point very cocky because, you know, you come off of doing like the wire, as soon as the wire is over, you do 90210, as soon as you do nine, after, as soon as you finish 90210, you do a Grammy nominated album. It's like, what nigga? Like, what is and that's not even including the the other movies, the other legendary movies that are littered in in between, you know, Secret Life of Bees, Red Tails, you know. You felt like Kobe. I, I was blessed. I, I was, yes, you I was blessed. Like and not it, I felt like Kobe and didn't have the work ethic of him. And I, mm. and, and that was the, that was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn. Like, nigga, you could be the best at both, at everything that you touch. Yeah. But are you going to work for it? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, yeah. So I think losing out on that 20 mil or that potential 20 mil. Uh, I think that was the beginning of just my eyes opening back up to, damn, maybe I, maybe I did take a misstep. Maybe I could have, I could have done things better or mm-hmm. I could have. And mind you, the funniest shit is that everybody who meets me, everybody who talks to me, they're like, yo, Mac, you're so humble. You're the humblest guy, blah, 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 blah. But on the business side, like, I don't, I felt, I, looking back now, I know I could have done way better. I could have done, there's a lot of relationships that I could have did better with. There's a lot of people I could have, I could have made better with. Or just just learned, man. Just just mm-hmm. just took the time to to be better. Um, I so. I think I don't. So me being the outsider looking in, I don't think mm. I. Well, one, we would have never met or crossed paths, but I don't think I would have liked you pre humbling. because okay so i have this i have this weird thing not against celebrities but like i quite literally don't subscribe to celebrity culture so like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't follow the intimate details of their lives i don't i don't care about what they do who they date now that if you're not paying my bills you don't exist to me so when i was brought on to guys next door i quite literally had no idea who you were I did which not, I love. <laughs> I did not. Which I love. I've never seen Nano Tuono. I still haven't seen The Wire. Um, <laughs> you looked vaguely familiar to me, and I, I, I want to say, and it's been bothering me for years now. I feel like your name was referenced in somebody's lyrics or something, and like I remember singing it. Usually, but, usually. But I, I quite literally had no idea who you were. So being able to get to know you <laughs> as a genuine human being, I'm like, oh no, Mac is the greatest. Like, uh, he, he, yes, he is a celebrity, but man's truly does not act like a celebrity. Like, it's, it's actually very entertaining to watch. Man, it, it, it took time. It took, uh, like I said, it took a lot of mistakes. It took a lot of. Uh, it took a lot of learning and and even then even still you know i i think i think there's a side that a lot of people see and i think there's another side that you know only certain people see you know that that you know my managers get a chance to see or mm-hmm. you know when i'm in the when i'm in those conversations the things that i the way that i act or the way that i the way that i uh i held myself mm-hmm. but it, it's it's Again, you 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 live and you learn, and I, I I there's a lot of people that I feel I may have rubbed wrong coming up, and I want I of course you know blame me, but don't blame 
don't blame my heart, blame my mind at the time. You know, yeah. like my heart didn't know no better. Uh, and my it, it, my heart didn't know no better because my mind didn't know at all. So, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 I the, the mistakes that I've, I'm trying to think of uh, another big mistake. Uh, oh, OK, let's go here. Uh, besides just in our careers, mm-hmm. what's one of your biggest mistakes in a relationship? Um, mine is pretty universal, but I'll say my biggest mistake is uh, not understanding the difference between uh, happiness and like self love within myself, and using somebody Woo! else as that that happiness or that uh, trying to use somebody else to fill that void that's already within me. Yes, bitch. Yes. Which is that, yes, that that was, that led to the downfall of um, me and my ex that, and uh, me not necessarily knowing what I wanted to do with my life at that point. So Mm. this is, this is fresh out of me dropping out, moving to Atlanta. Like uh, I lived down there with him for him and his family for like a year. Um, Mm -hmm. before we ended up breaking up. But in that year, like, I didn't have a direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I loved this person and I wanted to be near this person. Granted, I have my own, I have my, I have family of my own in Atlanta and stuff. So like I could have easily gone there, but like I was very focused on trying to make things work with him instead of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. How old were you at the time? Um, at this time I'm like 23, I believe. Still a baby. Still a, yes, very much so. 23, 24, I want to believe was like the years that I was in Atlanta. Uh, okay. no, 23. Cause I moved to New York on a whim at 25. Mm. Yeah. But that, uh, that was so, mine. so with, with that, with going through that, right. Um, what do you feel? I feel like a lot of times, right? We we look at the word like baggage that we bring into different relationships as a bad thing. So my question is, what do you think uh, the good and the bad baggage? You know, the 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 Birkins and and the uh, and the <laughs> the, the Marshall specials, the Birkins and the Marshall specials. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think the baggage that you're bringing into your next relationship is? Um, I Carries. still yeah. carry a lot of um, abandonment and uh, daddy issues. Mm. I'll say, but my good baggage that I'm carrying is like I feel more secure about um, how I want myself to grow and my path and where I want to be as a person, and I'm very. Um, I like to think I'm very self-contained as far as like my wants and my needs and and stuff like that. So like I, Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily bumbling through things and just kind of like trying to figure it out as I go. Like if I'm with you as a person from this point forward, it's because I've already evaluated all the qualities that you have good and bad. And I've made a conscious decision as to, the 80% of you that I love, I'm willing to stick around with and I can tolerate the 20% that I don't like. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, that's fire. Uh, for me, 
I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've made in relationships was something that I I have I didn't correct until uh, right before Tristan was born, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, better late than never. Um, right? Uh, you know. And I again I I apologize to in my in my mind, I apologize to almost every girl that I've dated because I see how much of a dickhead I've been before and, and, and how frustrating it could be to be dealing with someone who is a, who is a dickhead or that, you know, as a dickhead, but everybody else knows as such a nice guy, because you want to go tell everybody, yo, he's so garbage. And they'll be like, what is Tristan Uh Mac? Mac, why he's the nicest guy? What do you you don't know him like I know him? Do you understand how many people, <laughs> how many young ladies that I that are often like, yo, you don't know, you don't know the real Tristan? It took a long time. It took a long time before I could actually uh I guess look in that mirror and see and see myself for that. So uh, I'm, I'm beating around the bush. I think mm-hmm. uh, one of my biggest things was um, speaking up, one. Okay. Um, creating and setting uh, boundaries, two. And very, very early on, uh, you know, I have, of course, I'm going to blame it on something else, but fuck it. <laughs> when I was growing up, I, you know, I, it's, it's always hard growing up, um, underneath, uh, another very, very handsome man. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad is very handsome. Uh, my, my older brother is very handsome. So as a kid, all I would hear all the time was, damn, your daddy's so fine. Damn, your older brother's so fine. Maybe one day, maybe you, you one day you'll be cute. Up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never thought I was going to have the time because I always thought I would be in their shadow. It was uh, always, it was always, yo, your daddy, yo, your brother, yo. It, like it, I didn't really have like that shining moment mm-hmm. until like the wire and, and low key, not until really after the wire. Like it, gotcha. like the wire, it it had to be like senior year before I started being like, maybe I am cute. Like maybe <laughs> maybe people really do fuck with me because even on the wire, I wasn't the one that everybody was checking for. Mm-hmm. Everybody was checking for Julito. Everybody was checking for Julito. Everybody on some like, oh my god. Look at his skin tone. Oh, my God. And his hair is just so wavy. And girls loved him. So mm-hmm. I was in the back. I was just a quiet nigga in the back. Gotcha. Um, so it wasn't until season five, for real, that that uh, I would even get for real burn or anything. Or even that I would even come into myself for real. Uh, so having an influx that much like of 
young ladies coming at you and you don't know how to handle it. You're not in high school to understand how to deal gotcha. with the all of that. It was so, it was always something that was like very intriguing to me. Uh, just even young ladies coming up to me to talk to me about like, oh my God, you're so, I, 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 I would always, I would always be nice because mm-hmm. I, you know, one, I wanted to make sure that people f- fucked with me, that people liked me, mm-hmm. but also always to leave a little room like, okay, let me see what we, what we working with here now. Okay. Is, okay. is this something or is, can it be something? All right. All right. You could walk away and say that I was being nice. Gotcha. Or if I want to pursue, I can pursue and you could be like, yeah, this nigga on it. Anyway, uh, I had to I had to learn how to do that. I, I, I knew I learned how to do that. This weekend was the test. We're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> We're in Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm getting on the elevator and these uh, scantily clad young ladies mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get on the elevator with me. Now, Christina's already by the pool. I had to go to the store to go get some wipes, whatever. I'm getting on the elevator to drop off the wipes upstairs. These young ladies, as I'm approaching the elevator, this is a free story time for you guys. This is like a little sandwich that we left out for y'all. All right, shit, stay, stay out of our cabinets. As I'm walking up, one of the young ladies was like, ooh, Oh, bitch, I know he's fine. I know he's fine. Look, he got his legs out. I said, shorty said, you had to she knows I'm fine. She said, she knows I'm fine because the thigh meat was out. What type of shit? Listen, we love a good thigh meat, though. I, I didn't love know. that Listen, shit. I, I didn't know. Didn't know. Yo, listen, when I get this thing tatted up, when I get this thing tatted up, it's going to be a situation. Okay. I mean, um, uh, just letting y'all know, um, Christina does fight. She shoots back. She does. She, she does. She does. She shoots back. So uh, Plays approach no games. at your own caution. But Plays I no wouldn't games. recommend it. Just, you know, just admire from afar, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but she, so I get on the elevator. These Again, these two young ladies get on the elevator with me. I press my floor. They press their floor. I'm like, they like. So what you do? So so who you here with? You here with a girl or you here by yourself? I'm like, oh y'all are forward. I said I'm here with my wife. It got quiet on the elevator, dead quiet. They said, oh I hope my husband like that when he went when I get one. Oh my god, he better he better act the same way. Well I hope y'all stay together forever. You acting like that, I swear. And if y'all don't, you know I hope I meet you again. I was like, yo. Slim, I have a whole mask on. You don't even nah, know my, you don't okay. even know who I am. First of all, first of all, we've been in this panoramic, this uh, Ponda replay for over a year Yeah, now. man. I think we've all adjusted our, uh, our, our gauge. We can tell if you fine or not with, with the mask. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I my agree. brain has been able to resituate everything. We can tell. Exactly. I, I can see eyeballs and be like, all right, mm-hmm. all right, there's something that I, that I could, I could mm-hmm. tell. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, son, shit, shit. I, as soon as I said that and it wasn't, it wasn't like no nervous energy. It wasn't no, no, I was proud to be I'm, on some I'm like, here with my wife. I said, Slim, I'm here with my wife. I, I, nigga wipes in my hand. So, you know, I got a daughter. I'm, I'm applauding guys. I'm applauding. 
my work husband over yeah, here man. for standing up for his shorty. Got to, man. Got to. You got to, again, you got to go through the, you got to go through the fuck ups to learn, man. I, I had to, I had to be trash to be better. I had to be trash to be better. That's the only way. Because you're, because if you don't, if you, if you, if you don't have those moments where you are trash, you'll mm-hmm. always, you'll never know the boundary of what trash is. That's a fact. That is a fact. I'll say that for me, um, in a lot of ways, had I not gone through the whole dropping out situation, I don't think I'd even be in the creative industry right now. Cause I feel like mm. more chances than not. Yeah. I could have finished my degree, but college almost ruined, uh, my love for being creative came dangerously close to ruining it for me. Like, uh, to this day, I dropped out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me somewhere between five and eight years to even touch a, a sewing machine again. Oh, shit. I, like, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't even bring myself to touch one. That, that's how bad I hated it at that point. Because I'm the type of person I don't I don't learn via uh, busy work. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't set in for me. So college felt like busy work to me and not actual like yeah. passion projects that I wanted to do. So um, by the time I dropped out, like I, to this day, I still don't even really draw. I, I learned how to draw through college, and I it gives me PTSD when I see certain like uh like if, if I see hound's tooth I legit have PTSD from having to draw that a hundred times different like uh iterations like, it, it really that hound's t- and mind you that hound's tooth is very it's ugh, that's a lot yeah but, um yeah had I not done that I don't think uh I would have even fell into photography had I not dropped out and gone through the whole experience of how being forced to move back home and me moving to New York on a whim and even how I got into photography was uh, someone cussed me out because I was getting ready to, I needed money. I had just been in New York like two months um, mm. and I was going to pawn my camera for grocery money. And my Are you serious? Boy who, yeah, this is, I'm dead ass. I'm absolutely dead ass. I moved to New York in uh, June, June 7th of 2017 was the day I moved to New York. And then because of a bunch of like, uh, things that happen and stuff, I ended up, it took longer than what, what I anticipated for me to get a job. So the apartment that I first had in New York, I only had on a two-month lease. Mm. By the time that I handled situations back home and my dog dying and like everything that happened, by the time I got back, I only had like three weeks to find a job. And I had already depleted Jesus. my money because of uh, my dog's medical bills and stuff like that. So I literally took my camera and was headed to the pawn shop. And it just so happened, one of my homeboys back home, who was a photographer at the time, he texted me. He was like, yo, uh, what are you up to? Da, da, da. And you've seen, you, you've seen our text messages. If you ever ask me, what am I doing? I will literally tell you <laughs> what I'm doing in that moment. <laughs> I am very the exact, the, the exact, exact moment. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, um, walking down such and such, headed to the pawn shop to pawn my camera for grocery money. And this is this is one of my softer spoken homeboys. Like we joke around, we kiki, all that. But this man cussed me out. Like, like legit cussed me out. He said, he was like, 
why the fuck would your stupid ass do that? Da, 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 uh, you talk about you need money and you have everything you need to make you some money right there. If you don't just go out there and start doing some $50 headshots, blah, blah. This man lit me up. He has never cut. Like we, we curse in conversation. This man cussed me out. I, I, I'm not mad at him. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not either. That was the only reason why I kept my camera. And then literally, I think like maybe a week and a half, two weeks later, I ended up finding a job, but subsequently ended up homeless because I had to leave that apartment mm. uh, connected with one of my, my now homeboy, random dude off Twitter. Like we had talked maybe once or twice about graphic design, literally offered to let me stay at his place rent free uh, because he Fire. was like, yeah, he was like, uh, I'm in a position to help someone and I would not be able to sleep with, uh, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that I could have helped you. And I didn't. So he was like, you can mm. come stay at my apartment. I have a pullout couch. You can stay as long as you need. You don't have to pay me anything. Cause he, he literally owns his building. So he was like, I am the landlord. You are fine here. <laughs> That's fire. I stayed with him, started that new job. There was somebody else. One of the stock guys at the job, very kind, very, I'm, I'm blessed with meeting good men. I've noticed this. Mm. Very, very kind, soft-spoken dude. We were talking about, like, hobbies and stuff. And I mentioned that, oh, you know, sometimes I do photography. He was like, oh, word. He was like, bring your bring your camera to work next shift. And when we get off, let's go walk around and take pictures, da-da-da. Um, you've seen this photo. Uh, I ended up bringing my camera to work. And then after work, we went over to the Brooklyn Bridge. It's actually the photo that I use for Guys Next Door sometimes. You know the, the New York Bridge yeah, picture? Yeah. I took that uh -huh. picture because of him. That's and fire. at that moment, I looked at that picture and like I had posted and I was getting like mad comments and stuff. People were like, oh, my God, I need this as a print. Da, da, da. And I think that's when it finally clicked to me that maybe I should be doing this. Mm. And that's how I ended up taking photography seriously. That's fire. Lessons learned. Yeah. So for me, uh, ironically enough, the moment that I realized that I had to that I had to get back into acting was on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was on tour. So mind you, I just turned down this huge movie or turned down even just doing the audition for this huge movie. Mm -hmm. um, I get on tour and the tour was nuts. Like we, we were on tour for a little over a month with maybe a show a day. Shit. So we were like hitting city, city, like every day, right after we, after we perform, we get like, we maybe had like three days off mm. out of 30 days. Yeah. Maybe two days off. I think we did 28 shows in 30 days. We were moving everywhere, moving here, there, moving, 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 moving. It was one time we did a show in Texas and it was around the same time that uh, there was a, they were shooting a film that they asked me to do that mm -hmm. I said no to <laughs> um, just a random film that they that they that they asked me to do that they were. And I was like, well, I got some friends that were on set. Let me go say what's up and pull mm -hmm, up whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went on set and mind you, this is. I think this is now by this time this is maybe like four 
maybe five years since I've been on a set. Maybe, no, like three, four years since okay. I've been on like a, a television set, a movie set, whatever. And I, I get on, I get on a set. It's a, and they're doing a football film. So like the lights are bright. Everything is mm-hmm. just, it, everything just looks fire. I'm looking around. I see craft service and like, oh, just the vibe is right here. And, and I'm talking to the actors. I'm talking to my homeboys and they like, yeah, man. Like, I mean, you know, you're doing your music stuff, you know, and we're all happy for you, man. You, you know, keep doing your music shit. And I'm like, yeah, but there's something here. So after I finished the tour, um, funny enough, my manager at the time backed out. He, he was just like, yo, I, I, I'm not trying to manage any artists right now or anymore, period. So. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna leave you with Dale and you, you and Dale can, you know, I, I've taught Dale well, Dale, you know, you and Dale figure it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like everything that we were working towards or that we were trying to, you know, do musically and everything was starting mm-hmm. to like falter and this, that, and the third. Gotcha. We started working on the next album. Things weren't m- moving the way that we wanted to as fast as we wanted it to. And I think finally I just came to the realization. I'm like, you know what? I can do both. I know I can do both. It, 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 it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot of hard work. And it's going to be a lot of energy. But if I want it, I know I can do it. So it was at that moment that I realized that I knew I, I had to, I couldn't just do one. Gotcha. And be happy with myself. I had I had to I had to learn I had to learn the lessons or or I had I had to go through it to to see what I where I was actually supposed to be the, the whole time. Yeah. I I agree with that sentiment because even even looking at my own trajectory, like I call it a um I sometimes I jokingly call it a series of mis- of unfortunate events. But like (laughs) (laughs) everything has led me to specific points, specific people, specific experiences that have only further to like round me out as a person and talent wise and career wise and literally like marched me up until this point. Like fun fact that you guys never knew about me, how you guys jokingly call me a producer and the show wife and all that other stuff. Right. Mm. Did I ever tell you that in elementary school, I was a part of the morning announcements and I ran the entire show? (laughs) No, you didn't. Yes. I used to do the camera work. I used to sometimes appear on um, on like stage uh, as an anchor. Uh, We used to use a green screen and we had like these little like morning puppets that were like the secret identity to like two of my teachers. That's how I ended up on the show. Um, I used to like do flip the camera angles, everything. So as a child in elementary school, I was a full-blown producer. And now look where I'm at. <laughs> hey, man. It's that, uh, it's that, it's, you know, you gotta, I, I think that's the, that's the moral of today's episode or that I'm, that I'm learning about life. You know, you gotta, you gotta trust, uh, as in the words of Lenny S, you gotta just trust the process, man. You gotta trust, you gotta trust the moment. You gotta trust what you're going through. Cause it'll set you up for what you're trying to do or wherever mm-hmm. you're trying to go. 
You know? And it's it's um, so hard to to remember that, especially in the moment when you're, you're oh, down, man. you're frustrated. <laughs> this is coming from someone who's been stressed out and borderline depressed for the last six months, trying to find an apartment and and shit like that. Just remembering, like, okay, I understand what's meant for me is meant for me. It'll come. I'm frustrated, but it'll come. Yeah. <laughs> I've literally been Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for the last six months. And I know that there's bigger and better things on the horizon. I'm trying to be patient. But that shit is hard when you're in the moment. It is hard. It sucks. It sucks. But for anybody listening to this uh, who's who's in their own uh, moment, who's in their own uh, season or whatever, uh, you hearing it from us, man. I, I promise you, it's 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 something that is temporary. It's something that you, I promise you, you'll get through. And I and I promise you, if you pay attention to what you're supposed to be learning in this season, the that's the thing. That's the thing. You'll continue to go through it if you're not learning. So if you pay attention and you learn what you need to learn, one, you won't go through it again, mm-hmm. and two you'll be in a better place. So I, like I think to, that actually perfectly sets us up ah, for the letter. It does. Uh, just to just to put a button on it, as uh, Mouse Jones likes to say. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Whenever I'm down bad, I like to tell myself this one thing. It helps most of the time. Not all of the time, because I'm, I'm pretty fucking hard-headed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to remind myself that um, every storm has an end. And the, the sunshine eventually comes back out, whether it be a drizzle or a fucking hurricane. Every storm has to end. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like now, that. About this. Uh, now, hmm? about this letter yeah, for, the, for anybody who doesn't know. Again, as we said in the beginning of the episode, if you are trying to send a letter to us to read on air, make sure you send it to guys next door. One, two, three at gmail.com if it is a relationship letter you know make sure you send uh your own fake name because our lovely housewife che will definitely read whatever name you put in front of her and absolutely make sure you send a picture if it's a relationship question only if it's a relationship question send a picture of you and your significant other uh so that we can give the proper advice to where you are right now in life so uh queen che Hit us. Okay. So I'm reading this letter and I can't remember if I've read this letter out loud or if I've only read this in the email. So if it starts to sound familiar to you, please stop me. Because uh-huh. I quite literally like, I feel like I've skimmed this before and I meant to read it and I never did on air. Okay. Okay. And Let also, me, uh... yeah, there's a second part to this letter where she literally, after sending it, wrote back and said, you know what? If I'm having to write to you guys about this situation, clearly. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. She did. You did read this one. So I did. Do we I, have don't, a... I don't remember yeah. reading this one at all. Yep. I remember that one. I definitely remember that one. So do we have no, another I, one? Mac, I don't think I read this one. I think I there's two. I promise you. I think there's two. Uh, unless there's uh, unless there's two of them. But there, there might was, be two I remember who did that. Okay, so so let, let's let's start it up and, and we'll see. Okay. So the subject is uh, is being with the shits a bad thing. Oh yeah, we definitely read this one. I don't remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we it definitely at all. read this one. Um, really? Because uh, 
Shorty was, That's Shorty you, was messing. With, I'm about to say, I think if I remember correctly, uh-huh. Shorty was giving it up to old boy. They was they was getting wild, crazy very early. Threesomes, the whole nine yards. And I think she's she's. I think afterwards she was, she started open. She was. He was wondering why she wasn't opening up. Finally, she opened up, and he started to disappear. And she was wondering why the nigga was ghosting her. Right. Mm, yes, I promise you, I don't recall this one. Code name. Shout out to that memory. Shout out to that memory of mine. Look at you. I ain't got it. <laughs> oh, I got man. the memory of a flea. I usually don't have it, so I, I'm I'm very happy in this moment. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if that's it, okay. So if we ain't got that one, then I'm pretty sure we ain't got no letters. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, because I think um I think we've scared everyone off. That's what usually happens. Damn it, guys. So again, if you guys have any letters, anything that you guys want to read us, whether it is a relationship question or if it's just something that you just want to talk to us about, it could be anything. It could be uh, how your day was. It could be, you know, you're just trying to show off. Whatever you want to get into, you can send it right here. Send it to the crib, guys next door, 123 at gmail.com. Um, Are you sure? I'm, I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> It was like three episodes ago, three episodes, three, four you know episodes what? I've, ago. I've been going through a lot over here in California. I know, so. I know, I know, I know. Damn so, um, you know what? I, uh, Shay, I appreciate you, Queen. Um, again, I don't think we get a chance to to shed, lo- shed light and shed love on you, man. Um, again, you have been uh, one of the main backbones of this show. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate you. And uh, on the real, none of this would have probably gone down as long as it has without you. So <laughs> that is that is a I fact. keep the ship afloat. <laughs> yeah, that is a fact. Y'all might steer, but yeah. I'm over here plugging potholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. So, uh, guys, you you know what time it is. Um, it's uh, my favorite. We haven't done this solo and i probably and I, I would guess that you guys haven't done it in a while at all but it, we it, might as well it do it Mm-mm. we might as well do it oh, since we here oh, the get the draws playlist now guys you know we uh we're on every so we're on every uh streaming platform right just about yes yes yeah uh, we're so- on um Disclaimer before you, because you're going to get me thrown under the bus with this next one. <laughs> so, Go ahead. the Apple Music playlist has not been updated because I need mm. to sit down with Ryan to recreate it to give people the full list. Yeah. But we're stopping the Get the Draws playlist and we're restarting and doing a 2021 version. Which is going to be mostly new songs. We're trying not to add songs from the previous playlist. But uh, if you're looking for the full Get the Draws playlist, it is available on Tidal and Spotify, fully updated. The Apple Music one, I'm sorry. I don't know. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. We're getting to it, guys. Yeah. But yes. And then the new one will will be up eventually. Yeah, I'm about to say, it'll it'll be up soon. But uh Queen Che, hit us with something nice. Okay. So, 
I was minding my business one day and I had uh-huh. title on shuffle and this mm-hmm. little John came on and I literally spent 72 hours listening, listening to it nonstop. So my Ooh. submission, cause you know, I love me my little stripper songs is going Ooh. to be uh, Jill some real by Trey songs. I like yes. that. That's a good one. Yes. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw it back, which is funny, right? This is a very, this is a very recent song, mm-hmm. but it's so throwback. It just hits your heart the right way. Uh-huh. For the Get the Draws playlist for Mac Wilds, I am putting on Silk Sonic, Lead a Door Open. <laughs> That's my shit. That is my shit. You don't even understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. So I'm at my homegirl's house and that music video just happens to come on the TV. We ran that back for an hour just watching the the music video over and over. That song is so fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to them boys. Shout out to Anderson Pac. Shout out to Bruno. Shout out to my bro, uh, D-Mile. They are doing some motherfucking work. And for now, what I'm hearing about that There's album. Oh. I was excited now. Ooh. Ooh. That was a yes, clean Lord. ass video though. I don't usually fuck with uh. music videos. That music video is something fire. It was simple. It was simple. You don't gotta do much. My favorite part, every time he did the, the uh, when he kind of like vibratoed his vocals and they swooped uh-huh. the camera in, I'm going to leave the door open. Listen. Yeah. Great camera moves. Great camera moves. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, um, you know, make sure that you subscribe, rate, comment wherever you are listening to this podcast uh if you are at your side girl's house make sure you dig in her purse not to take any money or to look in her phone for anything crazy but just to subscribe rate and comment on her phone as well if this if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, please make sure you give five stars because we are children and we need validation now also for all of you guys who want to hear story time for all of you guys who want to not be a moocher, for all of you guys who don't want to have the spirit of the Hakeems, of the Kimmy Gibblers in your body, go to patreon.com. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash guys next door pod. Subscribe. Put some snaps on the petrol. Help us out. Keep a roof over our heads. Yep. Also. And, and speaking of the Patreon. Um, mm-hmm. I owe y'all some videos, so that's my goal for this week. So I want y'all to come for my neck until I give you the two bonus episodes that I have and just have it edited. And oh, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. have two visual episodes that I have it edited. So I give y'all permission for the rest of this week until I put each of them up, come for my head top. At Che Mills. Make sure you hit her up. Make yep. sure you hit yep. her up, guys. You, you, you can light me up, and I will <laughs> accept my L. <laughs> also make sure that you guys hit us up on twitter and instagram at guys next door pod you know join in the conversation we'll chop we'll chop back make sure you at us as well we, we could jump in that conversation and you know if you want a letter read i already told you what to do so again we appreciate you guys for coming to our crib you ain't gotta go home 
But you got to get the fuck up out of here. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.